All right, wrestling fans, it is Wednesday, so therefore it is Pro Wrestling America. This week coming to you from the Excel Energy Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is Southern Dynamite Doug Minton, the promoter of Pro Wrestling America. We have a big day coming up with a double main event on the card tonight. But before that, it is the last of the house shows, just going strictly to Wednesday-only cards to keep up with things and to keep the storylines flowing a little easier. So we're going to look at the house shows from this past week, and then we'll get into all the things going on at the XL Energy Center. <clears throat> Friday night, June 25th, Brainerd, Minnesota. Savannah Jack continuing on his gauntlet to defeat every wrestler in the PWA. Falls short in the first match against Special Delivery Jones. You had Austin Idol defeating Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. Six-man tag match between Eric Embry and the Nightmares defeating Jimmy Golden and PG-13. You had Iron Mike Sharp beating Buzz Sawyer with the loaded armband. Then you had Jesse James Armstrong defeating Billy Gunn after Jesse James's brother Brad interfered and kept Billy from being able to cheat and win the match. And then in the main event, you had Rick Rude defeating Stone Cold Steve Austin. A lot of these matches simply getting billed for feuds, especially between Rude and Austin, Idol and Daniels, and Sharp and Sawyer. The next night, June 26th, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Billy Gunn took offense to Brad interfering, so challenged him to a match. And tables were turned as Billy Gunn defeated Brad Armstrong after Bart Gunn interfered, knocking out Brad and giving Billy the, the win. So you have now new members in the feud of Brad Armstrong joining the Strong Army, Bart Gunn joining the Guns for Hire. So two new tag teams coming in in the next couple of weeks with the Armstrong brothers and with the Smoking Guns. Great possibilities there. Then you had a rematch from the previous night. Same result, Special Delivery Jones defeated Savannah Jack. Then you had, in one of the great matches, Raven defeating the Honky Tonk Man after hitting him with his own guitar. Then you had David Von Erich defeating Kurt Henning. Stone Cold Steve Austin getting revenge from the night before, defeating Rick Rude. And then World Heavyweight Title Match, Undertaker success successfully defending the title against Bobo Brazil. So now we get to tonight's card. Ten matches. Double main event. As you have Bobo Brazil again challenging for the World Heavyweight Title saying that he was had his foot on the ropes and should not have been pinned, but David Manning will get the chance to redo that match again tonight. The other main event, Lumberjack match. Tired of seeing the Strong Army and the Guns for Hire interfering in matches, so I put a Lumberjack match between Jesse James Armstrong and Billy Gunn. Of course... Most of the Lumberjacks are the Strong Army and the Guns for Hire. So that will be a volatile match. 
when we get there. But first, roster changes, as seen from the house shows and announced last week, you do have Brad Armstrong and Bart Gunn signing to wrestle for the PWA with the departure of Jushin Thunder Liger and Great Kabuki to go to Japan. So we have those two guys in our opening match. Brad Armstrong, Bart Gunn, 10-minute time limit, becomes a double disqualification at 626 after PG-13 and the Nightmares both get involved. The next match had, again, Savannah Jack trying once again in his gauntlet to defeat Special Delivery Jones. He does it this time in a time of 2 minutes, 15 seconds after Special Delivery Jones missed a splash into the corner. Savannah Jack was able to roll him up to get the pin. Then you have tag team match. Honky Tonk Man and Chris Adams facing off against Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Raven. And this was a match that you would expect to go for a while. And we had a 20-minute time limit on it. But Honky Tonk Man gets the win, pinning Eddie Gilbert in a time of 3 minutes, 28 seconds with a package pile driver. Now you get to a preview of one of the opening round matches for the Illinois heavyweight title tournament, that deadly dozen tournament that will start next week, or two weeks from now when we get into Chicago. Jerry Lawler facing off against Steve Carino. 30-minute time limit on this one. All the deadly dozen matches will be 10-minute time limits. But you have Jerry Lawler pulling out the win over Steve Carino with a fireball in a time of 29 minutes, 14 seconds, just barely under the time limit there. Then you have Austin Idol facing off against fallen angel Christopher Daniels. The two have gone back and forth for weeks, almost a month now, and Christopher Daniels gets the pin on Austin Idol in a time of 6 minutes, 7 seconds, with the best moonsault ever. Six-man tag team match. Strong Army against the Guns for Hire as you have Jimmy Golden and PG-13 facing off against Eric Embry and the Nightmares. Again, you almost expect this to come up and have issues as well. 30-minute time limit on this match, and all six men are just all over the place in this match. You've got Nightmares actually running PG-13 out of the ring and out of the ringside area at one point, leaving just Jimmy Golden and Eric Embry. And at that point is where, again, the problems between the Strong Army and the Guns for Hire come in as Jimmy Golden gets ready to set up Embry for a pile driver and Brad Armstrong distracts him from coming out of the crowd. But Bart Gunn runs down to the ring, slides in behind Brad, nails him, drags him out of the ring, then helps to spike Embry into the, into the mat. And Embry, or Golden, gets the pin in a time of 17 minutes, 42 seconds, once Bart is able to get referee Jerry Calhoun over to then make the pinfall. 
Then we have the television title match. Brickhouse Brown defending the title against Dirty Dutch Mantel in the rematch. And this feud has taken off and has some serious weight behind it as these two guys have battled over the television title. They've been involved in world tag team title matches. Titles bouncing back and forth and back and forth. In this 15-minute time limit, though, Brickhouse Brown was able to retain the title with a clean pinfall over Dutch Mantel. But in this match, you had Iceman King Parsons and David Von Erich both make their appearance down at ringside. David not really helping Dutch. Iceman just offering support and encouragement. And when Brickhouse gets the pin, David climbs onto the ring apron and just looks down at Dutch. Doesn't look to be very happy with his tag team partner for losing yet another title match. What does this mean? Well, we're going to see in just a little bit. Next match, Buzz Sawyer facing off against Iron Mike Sharp. Buzz looking to get a little bit of revenge over the shortcut of Iron Mike Sharp, but the outcome is still the same as Iron Mike Sharp Again, loads the armband and nails Buzz from behind after Buzz misses a turnbuckle splash. Your winner's Iron Mike Sharp in a time of 11 minutes, 22 seconds. Brett tries to come down and make a scene, trying to get the decision reversed. And as he's talking to David Manning, Iron Mike Sharp nails him with the loaded armband. And then, to continue the saga, picks him up into a fireman's carry, climbs onto the middle turnbuckle, and comes off with a Death Valley driver into the middle of the ring. Buzz gets back up, but then chases Sharp out of the ring. Sharp still gets the win. Buzz tends to his brother as we try to get everything cleared up for the first of the two main events on the card, the Lumberjack match between Jesse James Armstrong and Billy Gunn. All right, as we get this match set up, you have Jesse James Armstrong and Billy Gunn inside the ring with referee Jerry Calhoun. The Lumberjacks, 20 of them surrounding the ring. On one side are the Nightmares, Danny Davis and Ken Wayne, Gentleman Chris Adams, Iceman King Parsons, and Savannah Jack. On the other, another side, you have Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, Jimmy Golden, J.C. Ice, and Dirty Dutch Mantel. The third side, you have Bart Gunn, Wolfie D, Austin Idol, David Von Erich, and Raven. And on the fourth side, you have Brickhouse Brown, Honky Tonk Man, Jerry Lawler, Brad Armstrong, and Eric Embry. Lots of ways for this to go down. Lots of ways for the Lumberjacks to become involved in the match, and they definitely do. Billy takes every opportunity after the bell rings to throw Jesse James out to other members of the Guns for Hire, especially out towards Golden and J.C. Ice and Dirty Dutch Mantel. Jesse James Armstrong has to fight off all of them. Finally, at one point, 
12, 13 minutes into the match, Jesse has been thrown out again for like the fourth time at the feet of Dirty Dutch Mantell. Mantell rams his head into the ring post and just absolutely cleans his clock with it. David comes over and says, why can't you do that in the matches that you have? Why can't you do that in the matches that we have together? Which, of course, brings over Iceman and Brickhouse from their sides of the ring. And they start to brawl between the four of them. Golden throws Armstrong back into the ring. Chris Adams slides into the ring as Calhoun is with the World Tag Champion uh, feud going on. He super kicks Billy Gunn, drapes Jesse James over on top of him. Wolfie D climbs into the ring, flips him over after Adams slides out of the ring. Nightmares come around and start to attack Wolfie D, bringing JC Ice around on his side. Honky Tonk Man brings, gets up on the ring apron talking to Billy Gunn as he's first to get back up to his feet. And it's just mayhem as everybody is all over the place. Finally, what happens is Jesse James Armstrong gets up, misses a left hook. Gunn puts him into an atomic drop and then bulldogs him to pick up the pinfall in a time of 10 minutes 30 seconds, and then all heck breaks loose in the ring as you have Dutch and David fighting against Iceman and Brickhouse. You've got Honky Tonk Man and Adams facing off, squaring off with Gilbert and Raven. You've got JC Ice and Wolfie D facing off against the Nightmares. Everybody is all over the place with this, and finally Calhoun just leaves the ring. He says, I've had enough with it. I'm not dealing with this anymore. And he walks out. Security rushes down to the ring, finally separating a lot of people as it's turned more into a battle royal than an actual lumberjack match. But your winner is Billy Gunn in a time of 10 minutes, 30 seconds. So after we finally get the ring cleared, we're ready for the second main event, the World Heavyweight Title Match. And Bobo has been demanding interview time over and over again between every match. And is just wanting to talk about how he was screwed out of the title by David Manning. Demanding Manning to come down and to apologize to him. Well, Manning doesn't do it. And over and over again between the matches, Brazil seeks to have that time where Manning will say that he was wrong and that Brazil should be the world heavyweight champion right now. And in this last one, he does it right before the match is going to happen. Undertaker attacks him from behind in the interview area, brings him out to the ringside and just starts pummeling him. David Manning runs down to the ring as Calhoun has actually left the building now. He just grabbed his bag and left. 
We'll see what happens with that next week. So you have David Manning in the ring. Undertaker and Bobo Brazil battling at ringside and barely making it into the ring. Enough to where Manning will actually call for the bell for the match to start. And the match is a brawl as both giant men try to intimidate each other. I've never understood why people try to imitate, or not imitate, intimidate the Undertaker. Imitate, yes, because Undertaker's very cool. That's why he's world heavyweight champion right now. But you have Bobo going on and on, finally throwing Undertaker out of the ring, over the top rope. Manning says that he went over with his own velocity. Yeah, we'll just let Manning's just letting it ride at the moment. Undertaker lands on his feet, though. As Bobo gets ready to walk, step out of the ring, Undertaker grabs his legs and pulls him out from the ring apron again, battling on the ringside area, smashes his head on the ring steps, then grabs the ring steps and just smashes him in the face with it again. As he drops it, he gets ready and puts Bobo Brazil up against the ring post. He grabs the ring steps once again and comes slamming in towards the ring post, but Bobo barely slips out of the way, and the ring steps bounce back into Undertaker's head, busting him open. Bobo takes advantage, starts punching him. Manning tells him to open the fist, but Bobo will not listen. Finally, as he gets Undertaker back into the ring, thinking he's got the match under control, Bobo then slides a chair into the ring. And now we've had weapons all over the outside. The ring apron has been a weapon, the ring post, the ring steps, the guardrail, everything at ringside is almost in shambles. At one point, they even battle back up to the interview area again to have one more moment. And then, once we finally get it back into the ring, about the 25-minute mark, Bobo starts to have control of the match again. The chair that had been slid into the ring is in shambles as Manning had taken it, thrown it back out. Brazil has thrown it back in. Finally, Manning threw it over the ring post to land near the timekeeper's table, shattering it a little bit as it was a wooden folding chair. Now, 25-minute mark. Brazil's got the match, he thinks, in hand. He has Undertaker down and goes up for a diving headbutt off the top rope. And of course, you know what's going to happen. Undertaker sits up. Bobo lands on his head. But Bobo pops back up again, almost as fast as the Undertaker. And the two of them face off as Bobo has decided to no-sell this match. And he is not showing any pain from that diving headbutt miss. Undertaker finally gets to a point where he snaps. He grabs Bobo by the throat, shoves him into the corner. Manning goes for 
The five-count Undertaker will not stop. Manning calls for the bell. Undertaker still does not stop. Finally, when he, when Manning is able to pull him off and separate the two men, he's already declared Bobo the winner by disqualification. Bobo gets the win, but he doesn't get the title. And of course, that is going to upset Bobo, especially after Undertaker shoves Manning out of the way, grabs Bobo Brazil, picks him up, goes for the last ride, nails him with a short lariat afterwards, and then tombstones him in the middle of the ring. Undertaker climbs out of the ring, collects his world heavyweight title belt, and walks out, leaving Bobo in the ring. Special Delivery Jones runs down to the ring, gets into, gets into Undertaker's face in the middle of the aisle, and Undertaker just shoves him out of the way. He doesn't even want to bother with him. Jones continues on to the ring to check on Bobo. Now, what do we have going on here? You have this feud starting up between Bobo and Undertaker. Bobo feels like he's been cheated out of the title at the house show. He'll probably come back next week and say he was cheated out of the match, out of the title again this week, and want another shot at Undertaker. And we'll see how that goes next week. What is it with Bobo Brazil and Undertaker that I find so appealing? Not much, but I had done the winning streak with Brazil and Special Delivery Jones. I really didn't want to have them involved in the world tag title scene while we had the feud between David Von Erich and Dirty Dutch Mantel and Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown. But they may come back into the title picture in a little bit once that feud is over. But again, I brought Bobo Brazil into the PWA as a world title division. So I wanted to have that moment where we have a little bit of time where Bobo is really the only guy in the PWA right now who has similar size to The Undertaker. So these two guys could go at it for a long time and just keep at each other. Especially if we get Bobo to start going a little more to the heel side. But that may happen in the future. We'll find out later on. But for this card tonight, we had some great times. We had some great matches and things building up to a fever pitch in the next few weeks, especially the month of July, as I'm looking forward to what happens with the World Heavyweight Title feud, the World Tag Team Title feud, the American Heavyweight Title feud. Will we get a feud developing over the American Tag Team titles? Or, especially once we get into the Illinois Heavyweight Title Deadly Dozen Tournament, that's going to be great in a couple of weeks. But again, that's all in the future. Right now, this is Southern Dynamite Doug Minton thanking you for listening to Pro Wrestling America this week. And may God bless you as you wrestle with theology this week.